fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It's the 30-something movie podcast, except this time around we're not talking about movies. We're going to be talking about ZZ Top. Um, just recently, there was the passing of Dusty Hill at age 72, and um, as with some other things we've covered on this podcast, uh, ZZ Top was kind of a big influence on me. I know I've talked in the past about Robin Williams being a big influence, um, David Bowie, and when it was time for their passings, um, that was something that you know, really affected me because it was something I remember growing up as a kid. So with that going on and also... Um, today being the 40th anniversary of the debut of uh, MTV, um, thought this would be a pretty good time to just do a little bit of a tribute to MTV and, and especially a tribute to ZZ Top because they've been kind of such a big thing in my life. So, so here we go. We're going to be talking ZZ Top for the next little bit, and uh, we'll play a little music for you, and, and we'll just have a little fun here. So, um, very very quickly. We are members of the Scene Stealers Podcast Network. So if you have not yet joined us um, in checking out Scene Stealers Global, um, they have just an amazing lineup of celebrities and those that are in the movie and entertainment business that you can bring to your uh, convention or your event. So this would be a great opportunity for you to reach out and uh, check out their top class roster of movie and TV stars, www.scenestealersglobal.com. And then while you're on the internet, while you're just poking around there, um, you can visit our website, 30podcast.com. You can rate, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon, uh, and you get all kinds of exclusive bonus content there if you do that. So that's 30podcast.com. Um, so I'm, I'm flying solo this time around. I don't have the other guys with me, and this is something that I just wanted to record uh, and and get out there to the masses. Um, and uh, if, if you've got thoughts on ZZ Top and, and the history of their music and, and what it's meant to you, I'd love to hear from you. So if you go to our website, 30podcast.com, there is a little button right there on the homepage where you can record a voicemail and send that in to us. Um, if you like to do that from your phone, you can totally do that from your phone. Or if you are old school and you want to dial a number, um, 872-356-6843, 872-35-MOVIE is our old voicemail line. We still check that as well. So if you've got some thoughts on ZZ Top 
or MTV, uh, please feel free to give us a call and share those with us. We'll play them on a future episode. Um, so yeah, I, I sat down the other day and I was thinking, you know, <clears throat> MTV turns 40 on August 1st, 1981, or it, it started August 1st, 1981. So it's 40 as of today. Uh, MTV, a big part of my childhood. I, I vividly remember watching music videos in our living room as a kid and, uh, particularly ZZ Top videos. A lot of those were my favorites. Um, they just, it seemed like a good time to share a little ZZ Top love and, and uh, MTV love here. So yeah, I was just thinking earlier, what, what videos did I grow up with really remembering from MTV as it first got started? Um, I mean, most of it started in 81, but most of what I remember, I think is you could call it like the class of 83, like a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of these came from 1983, um, I know specific to ZZ Top, there was TV dinners, there was Sharp Dressed Man, there was Legs, um, Legs probably being the iconic video where you get the the Eliminator car, um, you know, and, and just kind of that quintessential, you know, what when people think of ZZ Top, they think of the look that they see, you know, the fuzzy guitars, the beards, the sunglasses, the hats. Um, and, uh, th- that's kind of what they picture is the eighties, uh, ZZ top look that kind of, you know, they've carried on, uh, throughout the years. And, uh, let's see what else a thriller, um, Billy Jean, you know, a lot of those just so such memorable videos, um, thriller. I was terrified of it as a kid, but that didn't stop me from watching it. Must've watched that thing repeatedly whenever it would come on. Uh, jump was always a favorite. My, my mom and dad said I would just jump around the living room nonstop when that video came on, uh, man eater, love that song. Uh, girls just want to have fun. I remember that being another one that was on. If this is it, um, with Huey Lewis and the news, uh, running around on the beach. I always remember that one being fun as a kid. So, um, yeah, I was listening to a, a thing on the radio this morning and they were talking about how there's some, the, uh, MTV animation is starting to make its way back. I guess they're going to bring back Beavis and Butthead. Um, they're going to bring back a, a supporting character from the Daria cartoon, um, and so I guess there's a, a little bit of a resurgence of some of that. So that just kind of got me thinking as well, you know, knowing that it's the 40th anniversary that um, I really haven't watched MTV in the last, gosh, I don't even know how many years. It's been a lot of years because when it really stopped being about music videos, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that I kept up with. So that was definitely something that, that I missed and, and something that uh, if we didn't have a couple of apps here and there on our smart TVs or Apple TVs or whatever, um, you know, I'm not sure my kids would know much about music videos. So I uh, have shared some of that. YouTube has been a great place to, to take them back down memory lane on some of the videos that uh, their dad grew up with uh, watching this nonstop as a kid, um, you know, just, just parked in front of that TV in the living room. So... I'm not, this is not necessarily an MTV episode, but I did want to just kind of start off with that. And that's, that kind of brings me to, you know, that was, those are some of my earliest memories of ZZ Top is watching those videos on MTV. Uh, now I was born in Texas, grew up in Texas. Um, my dad is who got me started on ZZ Top. He knew of them from before when they were on MTV. Um, you know, he went to, he went to school, went to college in Austin and so, you know, having family and, and being around, you know, he loved Texas, even though he wasn't originally from Texas and, um, you know, being traveling around there while he was in his you know college years, um, he would travel to all the little towns in Texas. He'd go down to the coast, 
Um, we had some family that lived in Houston. Uh, I was born in Dallas, and so we just, you know, Texas is, is just a huge part. Anybody who's from Texas will know um, that for any anybody from Texas or who's fallen in love with Texas, it's it's a big part of their um, their persona and their background and and all of that. And and so it was with ZZ Top that that little old band from Texas was just something that I, as soon as I was able to move. Uh, and make noises. I think I was humming or, or singing along to the songs, dancing around to the songs. Um, I think every once in a while I would take a broomstick and try to like spin it around like they did the guitars in the Legs video. Um, just from the earliest memories, uh, ZZ Top was there. Um, and so when I heard about Dusty Hill passing just the other day, um, I was like, oh man, that's 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 definitely the end of an era. Um, now I didn't realize immediately uh, upon his passing, he had already previously said, "Look, I don't want the band to break up. Um, I want our um, our bass technician, our guitar technician, uh, to take over for me." So they already have someone that's going to fill his spot, and apparently. They've already, I don't know if they've already played. I think they might have replayed one of their next gigs um, after Dusty's passing. And, and so they've got the new, um, the new bassist is there. Elwood Francis is his name. And um, so I, I had the privilege of being able to see them a couple of times. Um, and it just, it, their shows were always so much fun. So, so much fun. Um, as I mentioned before, their their uh, nickname is Little Old Band from Texas, and there's a great documentary on Netflix. If you want to go a little bit deeper dive than what I'm going to do uh, here today, and uh, you know learn a little bit more about that Little Old Band from Texas, then on Netflix um, there is a documentary titled That Little Old Band from Texas, um, and it's great. It gives you a lot of great background on those guys. I'm going to share some of you know some of the stuff that's in that documentary, but it, it goes into much more detail um, than than I ever could. And it's got some great visuals, too. So um, basically, where'd the name ZZ Top come from? It's kind of a weird name. In fact, I, I mentioned that at work the other day. I, I kind of passed through. Somebody said, how's, how's your day going? And I said, well, until I found out that one-third of ZZ Top just passed away, it was going fine. And uh, a couple of the folks at my work who were uh, older than I am are like, oh, man, that's that's too bad. I, oh, I love ZZ Top. And one of them even you know started singing one of the songs and... and uh, and then there was one person that was a few years younger than me, and they're like, "Who is ZZ Top?" And I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" Okay, pull up your computer. We we got to do some googling here. Um, so we jumped on the Mr. Googlies and um, got them educated in the the finer points of the basics of ZZ Top. Um, the name originally, like they were such a big, you know, the, the blues was such a big influence on them. And uh, it was kind of a combination. They had a bunch of posters in one of their early apartments um, with, and they noticed there was kind of a pattern with some of the names of the blues musicians. There was B.B. King, there was D.C. Bender, there was Z.Z. Hill. And so they took a look at that, and I, I guess B.B. Uh, King and Z.Z. Hill were kind of next to each other. And they were like, huh, what about Z.Z. King? And like, no, no, it's, it's too... Uh, I don't know. It's too obvious. And then I think it was, um, you know, I think it was Billy Gibbons who said, well, the king is at the top, so why don't we do ZZ Top instead of ZZ King? So that's where they ultimately came up with the name ZZ Top. Um, they did have a lot of early changes with the, the original band members were Billy Gibbons, uh, Lanier Grieg, and Dan Mitchell. And uh, after their first single came out uh, called Salt Lick, um, 
Billy Etheridge from Stevie Ray Vaughan's band replaced uh, Grieg as the bassist, and then Frank Beard came in and replaced Dan Mitchell on the drums. Um, and I guess uh, one of them that was replaced left to audition for the TV show Mork and Mindy. Um, I guess he did not necessarily want to be a musician anymore, but wanted to uh, he wanted to have his uh, have his chance at TV. So um, so some changes early on. And then uh, ultimately Etheridge, uh, who had come to them from Stevie Ray Vaughan's band, didn't want to sign a recording contract, so he was replaced by Dusty Hill. And so you had Frank Beard, who then brought in Dusty Hill. They had been in a band together um, called the Warlocks early on, playing around Dallas. Um, And then they started their own band called American Blues. Um, And they, again, were playing kind of around there. But um, then you had Billy Gibbons band, the movie Sidewalks, and they toured, I mean, they got a chance to open for Jim Morrison and The Doors, Jimi Hendrix, um, you know, pretty big names back then. So, um, and then eventually as, as things kind of moved on and, and people left the moving sidewalks, then uh, Billy kind of met up with um, Frank and then ultimately Dusty and the three of them got together and formed what is now ZZ Top and, and just kind of ran from there. One of the things about ZZ Top, if you have not listened to much of them, um, their sound is sometimes kind of hard to define. Like you can say it's got a blues background to it. Um, It's got some boogie. It's got some soul. It's got some country, some southern rock, um, and it's got a lot of weird. Like that's one of the things I've always loved about their music is sometimes it's just downright weird. Um, It just some of the sounds the the lyrics in particular you know some of their songs are just crazy and and they're so much fun especially now that i'm older and having listened to zz top my entire life i'll go back and i'll listen to a song that i know i've listened to since i was a kid and i'll go oh that's what those lyrics are about okay um would be awkward now if i was watching you know my own little self sing this song and and you know come to find out what this what this song really means or what the lyrics really mean. Um, and so they're just, they're just weird. And you can tell that they're having fun. Like they've been together for 51 years up until dusty Hill passed. And, and you can tell these guys just have fun or it seems like they have fun uh, with, with every song and at every moment and, and having gone to a couple of their concerts, um, their concerts are always fun. It's always a great time seeing them live. Um, I did like one of the lines from that documentary on Netflix. One of their producers was quoted as saying uh, they were responsible for, or they turned blues into party music. Um, So it is kind of based on the blues. It is based on soul, but um, it's just a lot of times it's just, it's just fun. It just brings a smile to your face, um, which is seems like kind of the opposite of what the blues should do. But um, that's just, that's easy top. They've got their own unique style to it. So yeah, for 51 years, as I said, uh, it was Billy, it was Frank, it was Dusty, um, and now Elwood is going to take over from Dusty. Um, one of the things I've always enjoyed about their style is the visuals of it. Um, I love that half the time Billy Gibbons is just kind of growling his words or, you know, he'll get in there and he'll, you know, how, how, oh, LaGrange. I mean, think about the song LaGrange. Um, you just have that, uh, that how, 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 how at the beginning and the, um, I just love how in some of his songs, it's just, he's, he's growling his lyrics half the time. And, uh, let's see, we got a little Lagrange here. Rumor spreading round, United Texas town. 
Got to check outside the game. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. Yeah, as a kid, no idea what that song was about, but um, I've since learned. So, yeah, there you go. Um, they uh, they toured a lot after they put out their first couple of albums. They toured a lot. They kind of take a little bit of a break, and then they come back with Diguello and El Loco. Um, and then they around that time, they started to introduce a little bit more of a, um, a clean sound, a, a mainstream sound. And that's what kind of led them into the point where they were they were ready for MTV type success. Um, take that little old band from Texas and, and pop them on the TV. Um, a couple of things that did that they started to incorporate. Of course, it's the '80s. Um, they were in England for a, a short stretch, and they shared a studio with an electronic brand, band called OMD. And uh, they did a lot of work with synthesizers, and so ZZ Top started to add more synthesizers into their sound starting in the in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and then you had, I mean, that's when it really kind of hit with, um, it was really kind of a trilogy of albums that had that sound to it. It was Eliminator in 83, Afterburner in 85, and Recycler in 90. And definitely Eliminator is, is the, if not the best, CZ Top album. Um, it is the strongest of those three. And later on, I, I was going to go through kind of a listing of, you know, what are some of my favorite, what is my favorite song from each album? And I'll, I'll tell you, I went through the different albums and I was like, okay, this album, yeah, it's clearly that one. Oh, uh, Tres Hombres, it's that one. El Loco, it's that one. Eliminator. Huh. Eliminator. I think it might just be the whole album. I'm not sure I can choose from Eliminator. By the way, spoiler alert, I did choose because I forced myself to because I'm not good at that when it comes to ranking these things. But um, that's a tough one. I mean, that's and it may just be bias on my part. I mean, I I know Eliminator is probably their most mainstream successful album. Um, And but I don't know. That's the one I grew up with. That's earliest memories. That's one of the first albums I remember as a kid knowing every song, too. Um, And so. It's just that one's tough for me to, to narrow anything down. Um, but that's around the time that they really started to bring in a little bit more of the kind of new wave sound to it. And um, and then afterwards, they kind of started to get back to more of their, you know, simpler guitar roots, back to the blues, uh, the soul. And uh, that's what they that's where they've kind of been in the last few years or so, um, you know, getting back to that kind of southern rock, Texas rock uh, kind of sound to it. And uh, still experimenting here and there. I mean, they. I think of ZZ Top a lot of times when I look at ZZ Top albums. I think of them as being kind of similar to how when I listen to David Bowie. David Bowie really has some distinctive um, periods of time where he's reinventing himself. You know, literally sometimes reinventing himself and his persona. Um, but ZZ Top, I, they really, you can tell that they tried to... 
uh, evolve with the times. And sometimes it worked well for them, and sometimes it didn't work at all. Um, there's one album in particular I, I just realized. I don't know that I've ever listened to a single song on that album. Um, it's their Triple X album, the one that came out. Uh, I think it was their uh, the 30th anniversary of them getting together. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure I've listened to that one at all. Uh, I know my dad had a copy of it, um, and usually I would steal his CDs uh, and make copies of them, but um, I. I don't think I have. So when it gets time for me to tell you what my favorite song is from that album, I'm not going to have one from that one because I haven't listened to it. Um, but I will I will rectify that. I will, I will fix that. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. So, um, you know, they have, they have been around. And I would have said I, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's never heard of ZZ Top, but apparently I did at work just the other day. Um, so kind of my history, I've, I've, I've talked a little bit about the MTV videos and how I grew up with that. And, and that was kind of my, my first real exposure. I mean, we heard ZZ Top in our house uh, before, uh, before I remember sitting down to watch MTV videos. But I mean, that was a big part of it. TV dinners was such a weird video. And, um, and uh, yeah, that, that's some of my earliest memories are just watching those videos on TV. Um, but there's a lot of different things, you know, related to ZZ Top that I can recall throughout the course of my life that that were kind of that, that made an impact on me or just things that I remember. Um, I remember seeing them in uh, when we saw them in Back to the Future 3. I remember that being one of the first times as a kid. I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, I know those guys. That's ZZ Top. Oh, that's really cool. Um, you know, just to see some of your favorite bands in a movie like that. Um in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which, um, which we're going to do here on the podcast here in just a couple of weeks. Um, it's, uh, I think it's Bill comes out at the end and he's got the long kind of ZZ top beard and the guitar, which I thought was hilarious. Um, there's, I'm not really a car guy. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times. Uh, Pat and Bo are, are much more the vehicle guys, the, you know, motorcycle and, and cars guys. I am not, but the one thing I do know is when I was a kid, I was like, the one car I would love to have at some point in my life is that Eliminator car, the, the 33 Ford Coupe. Oh, man, if I could get... Now, see, I'm, I'm no good with working on cars or fixing cars or anything like that. I'm, that's not my strong suit. So I'd probably have to have a 33 Ford Coupe that um, you know either somebody else could repair or wouldn't require too much repairs on my part. But um, just the look of that that uh that 33 ford just i've always always loved that car so if i ever win the lottery i i know exactly what i'm getting uh with some of my some of my money when i was a kid my dad for a stretch of time uh we he we had kind of moved around a little bit and, and he had switched jobs here and there and there was a stretch of time where he was having trouble finding a job and when he finally did we had already started school for the school year and we had been going to school for several weeks, and then he got a job in Chicago, which would ultimately bring us up here to where I live now. But at the time, he's like, okay, I've moved these kids around enough. We had just moved back about oh, a few months before that. We had moved back from England, so it was enough of a move overseas. And then we thought we were going to live in California, and then we didn't. And then we ended up living with family in Missouri for a while. And... He's like, okay, I, I've already put these, the kids are in school. I don't want to disrupt this anymore. Um, so for the rest of that year, he worked in Chicago. We lived in Missouri and he would come back. He would try to come back, um, you know, once a month and for, you know, maybe a, a week or a long weekend to see us. And then he'd go back to Chicago and work. And 
And so it was kind of a tough year. It was it was a tough year for for our whole family, and it just wasn't a it wasn't a great situation. Um, you know, some people have it tougher, but you know, it was just for us. It was it was a trying time, and uh, it was very it was very hard to you know have him away for such long stretches of time. Uh, what he he did do though was he did write us a lot of letters, and when he wrote letters to me, uh, he pretended as if he was. Um, I think some of these he sent as emails because um, email was was new at that point. And um, he sent them as uh, cyberspace communications from a computer virus named Zark Z Top and uh, ZZ Top. And uh, he would put in a bunch of in his emails and letters to me, he'd be he'd put in a bunch of like references to. Uh, ZZ Top lyrics or, you know, he'd, he'd throw some different stuff in there. And um, so that was always something It was like a little joke between us that uh, was ZZ Top related or ZZ Top adjacent. And um, I just always remember that. And then when we had a chance, he had a, a business trip. He had to go down to Austin, Texas for a business trip. And um, I pretty much knew where I wanted to go to college at that time. It was going to be a little bit closer to home in Illinois. But I had the chance to go down to Austin, Texas with my dad. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to pretend I'm going down for a college visit and um, we'll just, we'll go down there and we'll hang out and we'll have some tacos and uh, enjoy our time. And so we did. So we went down to Austin and I will, I will never forget. We, we had so much fun on that trip. We ate so much Tex-Mex on that trip. And um, I will never forget that we're driving down the road and all of a sudden my dad just slams on the brakes like, what is going on? And we pull up and we are right outside the uh, Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas, where they play the basketball games. And um, he's like, hold on. He parks the car real fast. I'm not sure. It might have been in a fire lane. I don't even know what he was doing. And I see him running up to the uh, box office. Now, none of you know my dad, most likely. Uh, He was not a small guy. And I don't know that I'd ever seen him run before, but this man was running to the box office. And I happened to look up on the marquee, and the marquee said something like, Tonight only, uh, ZZ Top, and the opening act is George Thurgood and the Destroyers. And I was like, okay, well, now I understand why Dad's running, because this is pretty awesome. So, And he huge smile on his face. He comes walking back to the car with, with two tickets to the concert that night. Big smile on his face, just like a, just like a little kid. And it was so much fun. You know, George Thurgood and the Destroyers were great. Uh, ZZ Top was amazing. You know, it was during their, this was uh, May of 1997. It was during their uh, Mean Rhythm Tour. The, the album Rhythmine had just come out. And so they had a great mix of, they had some songs from Rhythmine. They had some songs from, definitely from Eliminator. Um, you know, had a, a song or two from uh, De Guello. And um, just, it was a great concert. And I, I will never forget, of course, here I am, I'm a, a 16-year-old kid, and my dad and I have these seats, we're kind of back up towards, you know, he's got them at the last minute, so we're kind of back up towards the top a little bit of the arena, and, uh, you know, you can, it's a it's a George Thurgood's Easy Top concert, it's, it's in Austin, Texas, so um, there are particular smells that are wafting uh, through the arena during the concert, and, and I'll never forget, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm this, you know, 16 year old kid who's rarely ever gotten in trouble and, and, you know, does not tend to, uh, does not tend to, uh, go in those directions if I can help it. And I'm looking over and some of the guys, a few seats from us, um, they're just smoking away on their joints. And I see one of the security guards come up 
and kind of sits down next to the guy and he's like, you know, you guys aren't supposed to have that stuff in here. The guys are like, you want one? And security guard looks at him and he takes it <laughs> and he goes, yeah, thanks. You guys enjoy the concert. And my dad and I just burst out laughing. Um, just, oh, that's welcome to Texas. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was getting to see them in concert for the first time. Uh, I think their fussy guitars that time were, uh, zebra prints too. So that was kind of fun. Um, there was that, then there was, I did get to see them in concert at the rib fest. We have a, up in a town called Naperville here by Chicago in 2012. I think it was July of 2012. They came and they played rib fest. And so my whole family, we went to, to rib fest. We went to go see them at the concert and uh, it was kind of fun because it was it was clear that the crowd knew maybe four or five ZZ Top songs, and and they were all from they were most likely all from Eliminator. I think they knew Lagrange and the songs from Eliminator, yeah, but my whole family is there singing along to every single song. And at that concert, I I think they did some throwback numbers that, um, let's see, I have a, I have the set list for it right here. Um, yeah, I mean, th- these were some throwback ones. This was a little bit more the, uh, a little bit more the, the bluesy stuff. Um, they did, uh, I thank you. They did waiting for the bus. They did Jesus just left Chicago. Obviously I think you got to play, uh, Jesus left, Jesus just left Chicago. Anytime you're in Chicago. Um, let's see. I think I got, uh, I think I got a little Jesus just left Chicago here. So yeah, so we were having fun at that one, singing along with every song they were playing, uh, even the even the oldies but goodies, and um, so just so much fun to see them. And their concerts are always fun; like they're always crazy, they're always funny. They're the lyrics are always a little sleazy or inappropriate, and uh, it's just so much fun, just so much fun. Um, so that's kind of my personal history with ZZ Top is is having known their music for so long. That being tied into uh, a lot of memories with my family, with my dad. Um, yeah, just always always had a good time with ZZ Top in my ears. Um, so I was going to go through. I was going to kind of pick out a favorite song from each album, and I uh, had a little bit of trouble narrowing some stuff down. Uh, but I did uh, I did get these. So I did get. Uh, um, so starting with, so yeah, I think they have about 15 studio albums that they put out, um, starting with ZZ Top's first album in 1971. Uh, the favorite I picked from this one was Brown Sugar. My friends, they all told me. 
Man, there's something gonna change your life. My friends, they all told me, Man, there's something gonna change your life. Cause I have that brown sugar Man, it's just gonna change my life So, um, and then that one, I, I have kind of another follow-up one. I, I do also like the first one off that album, The Somebody Else Been Shaking Your Tree, um, is another great one. Um, their next one, 1972, was Rio Grande Mud. And I think the one I picked for that one was... Um, Let's see, that one should be, sure got cold after the rain fell. Now, there's some of these, and as a kid, and I had other friends that did like CC Top 2, that um, some of these are a little bit like slower songs. And I think my friends growing up, they like the more rock songs, the faster songs. And uh, But I, some of these on these albums, like I, later on, one of my favorites is uh, Rough Boy on one of the later albums. And, um, and uh you know, it's just, it's, it's all about kind of the variety of the sounds that ZZ Top would bring. But um, this is another one that I liked from uh, this, the one from Real Grand Mud. The funny thing about that song is before I really knew that song, I had a um, uh, One Foot in the Blues was a compilation album they did. And (laughs) that one was a song that came right after a song called Barbecue. And so BBQ. um, And actually, they're they're both from the same album. They're both from Real Grand Mud. And they're both, you know, one right after the other on that album, too. And I just I misread it. And I thought the song title originally was Barbecue Sure Got Cold After the Rain Fell. And I was like, you know what? I have been in a situation where I've been eating food and there was no covering. We're eating outside. There's no covering and it started to rain and I don't want to leave my food there and, and waste it. So, um, this was actually on the San Antonio river walk. Uh, and it involved a very delicious burrito that I did not want to abandon, even though there was a flash flood. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I totally understood the idea of barbecue getting cold after the rain fell. Uh, sure, it would get cold. And uh, then I found out, nope, there are two completely different songs. And uh, it has nothing to do about uh, disappointing, soggy barbecue. So uh, from Chase Ombres, 1973 was the next one. Um, I've already played a little bit of this song, but it has got to be, um, it's got to be LaGrange. <laughs> Rumors spreading round in that Texas town. About to shack outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you're gonna go to that whole mile on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. Um, so there's that one, uh, for that album. I also had, uh, just my follow-ups, uh, my runners up were Jesus just left Chicago, hot blue and righteous and beer drinkers and Hellraisers. Um, the next one, 1975 was Fandango. Um, and it, it wasn't my top pick. Uh, Tush is one of my other favorite ones on there. Again, loving the songs that just are not appropriate at all. And listening to some of the lyrics now, I'm like, okay, that's, um, that's not one that I would necessarily play for my kids, um, but I I do enjoy the song and and I love that uh, I, I love that ZZ Top is uh, to to quote Austin Powers maybe just a bit naughty, just a bit, um, but no from Fangdango <laughs> I got to go with the other one and I just I love the way he sings it and it's it almost sounds like what did I what did I think of this as the other day, um, it almost sounds like uh, Butthead from Beavis and Butthead, the way he sings this song, just his, his voice. And I love that he sings it in such a weird little voice. Um, but from Fandango, I, I had got to pick Mexican Blackbird. If you're down in a cunha and you ain't up to being alone, don't spend all your money on just any honey that's grown. Um, it's just such a fun song. And I just, I love how they are always, they're so goofy and they're so weird. And I just love it about them. Um, from the next one, Tejas from 1976, uh, 1976. Um, that one, I think I got to go with the song El Diablo. Mexico and this man played his hand and he lived 
again, just I always enjoy the kind of his growling vocals when he sings, and just this, the the uniqueness of his voice. Like there's there's no other. Uh, if I hear him singing, I know that that's I know that's Billy Gibbons, um, and just uh, yeah, no, it's so much fun. Um, my next one, uh, Deguello from 1979. Uh, for this one, I gotta pick the one that's. Uh, I think my dad must have played this song over and over again, and, and sometimes he'd say this about himself because he traveled so much for work. Um, I got to pick I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide. That's when you start to get a little bit more of their the sound that they're gonna get as they as they ease into Eliminator, uh, the, the kind of the early '80s sound as they get into that. Um, you can kind of hear them start to to toy around with that a little bit. Um, that album, I also oh you know what Tejas I forgot to mention um, my second favorite on that one is Arrested for Driving While Blind. Um, for this one, uh, Badum Nationwide is the top. Uh, Cheap Sunglasses and I Thank You is another one again. Um, Fun lyrics. Um, but yeah, so El Loco in 1981 um, had several favorites in this one. And again, this is another one that um, I did not necessarily know what the song lyrics, uh, not this song, but uh, other songs on the album. I did not know what the title of the song or the lyrics were uh, pertaining to. So uh, learned that much later and thought, okay, that's... Um, that's not what uh, that's not what I thought that song was about, but okay. Uh, my top one for this one, I gotta choose, is a a weird little song, and it kind of summarizes the weirdness that I enjoy about ZZ Top. Uh, this one is "Heaven, Hell, or Houston." Oh, 
that is such a weird song and I love every minute of it. Um, so that one is Heaven, Hell, or Houston, and the other ones on that album are Tube Snake Boogie and Pearl Necklace. Moving on to 1983, uh, we have Eliminator, and this was the tough one. This was the album where I looked at it, I was like, mm, I could wait, I only I made a rule for myself that I can only pick one song. Um, that's impossible from Eliminator. I love every song on this album. There is, there is no, you know, sometimes you get an album and it's like, ah, there's some fluff on here. And then there's like three, three hits, three, four good hits, maybe on an album. Um, not this one. This one is pretty much all, all hits and all amazing and all so much fun and all remind me of my childhood. And I'll put this album on and just sing along and and drop it a hat, drop of a hat. You know, I, I know all the lyrics. I know every song. I know every moment of every song. It's just, it's a great album. So Eliminator, um, I think just because of the music video and because of just all of the 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 memories behind the music video, um, I, I, I singled out Legs for this one. So yeah, I mean, I, I could list off every song on this album uh, as my runners-up. Sharp Dressed Man, Got Me Under Pressure, Give Me All Your Lovin', I Got the Six, Thug, TV Dinners, Dirty Dog, If I Could Only Flag Her Down, Bad Girl, uh, What Did I Miss, uh, I Need You Tonight. I mean, I, every single one of them. Just, just a great album. One of, I, my opinion, I'll throw this out there, one of the greatest albums ever. Um, yes, I'll just, I'll do that. I'll say that. Uh, okay, so next one up would be, uh, we've got Afterburner. So this came in 85. And for Afterburner, um, this is one of those where I kind of, I, I bucked the trend with uh, some of my friends and I went for a little bit of slower song. So this one, uh, Rough Boy, is going to be my choice for this one.
Yeah, and then for that one, uh, some of my runners up for that one were Sleeping Bag and Planet of Women. And uh, this is I Planet. I'll, I'll play a minute of Planet of Women because that just kind of I don't know. I, I figure that that's that's a very much part of the, this. This song just seems like very much part of the persona of of what makes ZZ Top ZZ Top. So very much just kind of following the uh, the you know rock and roll stars ZZ Top phase, um, you know which obviously they've they've kind of moved back away from in their last few years or so, um, but yeah this was that stretch of time where it's very synth heavy uh, rock and roll style, but uh, yeah Planet of Women Sleeping Bag were my follow ups on that one uh, Recycler in 1990. Um, with that one I think I got to give it to because uh, this one had the the Back to the Future song and it double back. Um, I do like the song Give It Up in here, but I think for this one, I got to go with, um, let's see, what did I have for this one? I think for this one, I had My Heads in Mississippi. And then I think I said on that one, give it up and double back were my others from that album. Uh, but head, My Heads in Mississippi's the number one. Antenna. Uh, so this is one of the first uh, ZZ Top albums that I bought myself. Usually I'd steal them from my dad after he had bought them. And uh, I bought this one myself. And, and I remember the cover of this one. It's the black and white. They're kind of almost like cartoon figures, little um, almost like stick figures of ZZ Top. And I recreated that. We had a... Um, an assignment in our art class in school where we had to recreate a book cover or an album cover. And that's the one I ended up choosing. And uh, I must've really liked this album at the time. Now it's, it's not necessarily one of my favorites. I still like it, but you know, there's not a whole lot I feel in the entirety of ZZ top. That's memorable about these, um, about this album in particular, but 
antenna from 1994. Um, I remember a couple of years later in high school, um, we were also supposed to write an essay where we tried to analyze the lyrics of a song and I chose world of swirl from antenna. Um, I, I may have been the only kid that chose ZZ top, but, uh, it, it was fun. So actually world of swirl is my follow-up from this one. I think the song I got to choose is the first out al- first song off the album Pincushion. Kind of tell they've still got the electronic sound there, um, you know, trying to trying to kind of again blend the rock with the electronic, um, you know, maybe trying something a little new, but uh, still has some of that same kind of, you know, they're in between what their sound is going to be, you know, going into the late '90s, early 2000s, um, and what it had been with the rock of the '80s, um, and so Pincushion is uh, is my favorite on that one. Uh, a lot of other good ones on that album too. Um, you know, Covey Rig, uh, Cherry Red, PCH, a um, lot of good ones on there. Uh, for the next one, Rhythmine in 1996. Uh, that was another one that I bought for myself instead of stealing it from my dad. And uh, for this one, um, it just, it seemed to have, I don't know, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? It just, it seemed to have a very gritty sound to it. Um, compared to some of the cleaner, like rock and electronic stuff of the past. Um, getting back to the blues stuff again, too. And uh, it just, I, it was a lot of fun. And this is the this is the tour that they were on when we saw them, when my dad and I saw them in Austin, Texas. And um, I feel like, you know what, I was going to look this up and I, I forgot to. I feel like one of these songs uh, might have also been in the movie From Dust Till Dawn. Um, but I'm going to blank out. Might have been Black Fly. I'm not sure. I, I did not get a chance to to Google that before I started recording, so um, I'm gonna go with that. I, th- I think Black Fly might have been in From Dust Till Dawn, and I love that movie, um, so I watched that that many 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 times. Um, and uh, so this was an album I played pretty regularly too. And uh, two songs in particular, um, My Mind Is Gone. I do like that one from this one. Uh, Black Fly, I like that one as well. Rhythmine, the the top song on here, but um, I think and again. Going a little bit with the weird ZZ Top. Uh, my favorite on this one that I would play over and over again was the Vincent Price Blues. <laughs>
time on the borderline between sundown and up. There's an off-the-wall canteen of angels waiting to tear you up. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I just I love the sound of the song. I love the you know. I love the rhythm to it. Um, it's just it's a weird little song, and I like it. I dig it. Um, now, admittedly, after Rhythmine, I have not listened to their newer albums as much. A lot of times, I just go back and I'd listen to you know the greatest hits stuff. I'd listen to One Foot in the Blues, um, the compilations. I, I've got the six pack uh, albums that I think my dad bought me for Christmas one year. Um, and so admittedly, once we hit Rhythmine, I have not listened to the others as regularly or as much. Um, the Triple X album from 1999, I have not listened to it all. Uh, I just realized that this morning as I was thinking about doing this recording, I was like, you know what? I, I don't know any of the Triple X songs uh, from, from their 99 album. So I don't have a favorite from that one because I haven't listened to it. But I'll give it a listen. And if I have a favorite one, I'll... I'll tweet or share on a on a future episode. Um, I have listened to a little bit. There, there are two more recent ones, Mescalero from 2003 and La Futura from 2012. And uh, from Mescalero, I do like the song Mescalero, the, the title song on that one. Um, but I think for that one, and again, it's it's kind of another funny one. Um, they, they had much more of a, a Spanish influence to this album, uh, sound to this one, and uh, I think the one that I enjoy just because I, I picture all three of them just sitting there singing this song, and uh, it's uh, translated, I believe it's translated, What a, what a Pity, or It's a Pity, um, and uh, the song is Que Lastimas. I'm probably going to mess that up. I took French in high school and, and uh, before that, so... I'm probably going to butcher, and I probably have butchered all of the Spanish pronunciations here, so uh, I do apologize for that. Um, so, que lastima. Y nosotros los pobres borrachos Nadie nos quieren coger Ni nuestro corazón no es tan malo Pero no tenemos mujer Qué lástima Qué lástima Qué lástima I don't know, I, I just picture these guys sitting outside of a bar somewhere singing this song together. 
Um, and then the last album that I've got in here, I believe they have another one that they've been they've been working on, and it, maybe it was anticipated coming out 2019 or 2020. Um, so I feel like they've got something coming out, but I, I don't think I've caught that one just yet. Um, but La Futura from 2012. Um, I did like... Uh, I did like the one of the first songs on there. I got to get paid. Um, Chartreuse was another one that was fun, and um, Flying High. I think I'm ultimately going to pick Flying High, just because it kind of sounds a little bit like the you know the rock ZZ Top that I was used to from my childhood. But also just the fun story that this song was first played, I believe, on the International Space Station, or at least it was played in space because um, a, a fan of ZZ Top. Uh, was also an astronaut, and he was going to be going up there, and ZZ Top was like, well, that's cool. Uh, let's debut one of our songs in space. So um, I'm going to pick Flying High from La Futura. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's kind of it's got a little bit of country. It's got a little bit of rock, a little bit of bluesiness in it. And uh, it's just a fun. I think it's kind of a fun mixture of of their different styles over the last few decades. Um, so that's pretty much it. I Those are those are the my favorite song from each album of ZZ Top. Overall, I don't think it's going to be any surprise. I'm going to say Eliminator is my overall favorite album of theirs. Um if uh, if this episode has been your first exposure to ZZ Top, then uh, I'm going to highly recommend that uh, you go check out more of their stuff. Um, I'm sure that most of their stuff is available on, you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Music, any of those places. Um, I would say if you if you want kind of a sampling of ZZ Top that'll help you get a sense of their style. Um, I would say the greatest hits album uh, that they came out with uh, back in the, let's say, mid 90s. Uh, that's a good one, especially for like the rock and roll synthesizer uh, age of their songs. Um, but I'd also pick up One Foot in the Blues because I think that's a good mixture of some of their earlier songs and, and the more kind of bluesy soul sound to it. So um, if you were going to go check out a couple of ZZ Top albums, um, I would definitely check out those two, the greatest hits and One Foot in the Blues, because I think that'll give you a good mixture of of what ZZ Top's all about. Um, now, neither of the, neither of those are going to have their newer albums on it, but um, you know, I think ZZ Top, in terms of their style, they're swinging back to that uh, that that um, maybe that older style just a little bit as they get older themselves, and um, but still incorporating you know some of that rock and and some of that. Um, new wave and synth stuff is, is still there in their music as they're always, you know, seeming to try to reinvent themselves and, and, uh, you know, stay relevant. So, um, again, I hope you, uh, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, 
this episode just kind of this is my little love letter to ZZ Top. This is my um, this is my farewell to Dusty Hill, and um, you know I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to maybe getting to see ZZ Top again live someday. It won't be the original three that I've known my whole life, but it'll still be ZZ Top. So. Um, and uh, as uh, as I know, Billy Gibbons is fond of saying, I'm going to say to Dusty Hill, so long, amigo. And um, thank you for, you know, all the years that you provided entertainment. And, um, you know, just thank you to, to ZZ Top and thank you to Dusty Hill. So um, coming up next, if you want to check out uh, our next few episodes, we are starting our time and space month. We got Terminator 2 coming up next. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and Suburban Commando. Our Patreon episode for our Patreon members is Stripes from 1981. Uh, In September, our Patreon episode is My Dinner with Andre from 1981. And then we've got Jungle Fever, White Fang, Dead Again, Frankie and Johnny, and Beauty and the Beast. And then October uh, is our usually our horror month, our monster movies. Our Patreon will be Evil Dead from 1981. And then our 1991 movies will be Silence of the Lambs, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Sleeping with the Enemy, and The People Under the Stairs. So that's what we've got coming up soon. In the meantime, everybody, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go listen to some ZZ Top. And we'll see you back here next time. <laughs>